besides the fact that it's the only thing between 200 horsepower and your life, it also is a source of information. We can get so much data from the tire, the road conditions, the conditions of the car, the inflation, the temperature. And so tires will continue to be the core part of our products, but it's something that we're using in order to uh, fulfill our North Star vision and our strategy into the future. That is Ricardo Chiki, President and Chief Sales Officer for Bridgestone in North America. He is a self-professed tire guy, making him a perfect fit for Bridgestone and for our conversation about the important role our tire and rubber business will continue to play in our future. Hi there, I'm Keith Colley, and this is Thrive, a Bridgestone America's podcast that explores our company through compelling conversations with teammates across our organization. The big buzz at Bridgestone is around our journey to become a sustainable solutions company. So does that mean we're moving away from our core tire and rubber expertise? Well, spoiler alert, the answer is we're not. In just a bit, we'll go into the plants for a chat with Karthik Ulagapin, operations manager at the Warren County plant in Tennessee. Karthik tells us about continued investments we're making in tire manufacturing and how it is setting up our North Star vision for success. But first, let's get back to Ricardo and explore some industry trends and explain how tires will continue to be the cornerstone of our new business model. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Ricardo, really excited to to talk to you today. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk about tires, which we know is something you like to talk about, right? Yeah, that's right, Keith. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it's great to be here today, tomorrow, together. We thrive. <laughs> We're going to make this mantra. It's going to be on T-shirts everywhere. I can feel it coming. Um, but let's, I think, uh, start with with you and your journey, your career, um, because you know we we talked to Paolo and and we we then focused on some mobility solutions. In, in kind of our early start to this podcast. But at our core, Bridgestone is a tire company and will continue to focus heavily on our core tire and rubber business. And you are, I think we can say, a core tire kind of guy, uh, at least looking at your career. Can you share with me your journey? I think I think three decades or so in the business. How did you get into it and what has kept you in it for that that longevity? Uh, my dad traveled from country to country, so in my youth, I had the pleasure of uh, moving around the world and uh, with its advantages and disadvantages, of course, you know, trying to understand different cultures, different languages. So actually, when people tell me, where are you from? I tell them, uh, how much time do you have? Because <laughs> I, I kind of consider myself a, a global citizen. And I happened to graduate from university in Montreal, Canada, and I was working as a marketing manager for this uh, company called Mike's Pizzeria where we launched this marketing program, which was we deliver your pizza in 30 minutes or it's free, which was very successful. And at the time, uh, through my networking, there was an opportunity to interview at Pirelli Tires, which I did and got the job. Didn't make very much of it, but as I started getting into it, first of all, I'm a car enthusiast. I love cars and the tires are a big part of the car. And uh, as I learned more about the tires, I just got more and more fascinated because it wasn't just the fact that, you know, the tire is an important part of the car, but it just 
tires are very commoditized. People think we pour rubber in a mold and a tire comes out. And as you got into the R&D and the, the manufacturing and the complexity of the tire, uh, the applications, uh, winter, summer, all season, load index, speed rating. Uh, I was also fascinated by the fact that most tire dealers were multimillionaires. And so fascinated by this and fascinated by the way um, people go to market, you know, so different distribution models in different parts of the world. And so my interest for tires uh, continued to grow and continue to really like everything about it at 360 degrees. And then as my journey continued, I moved to the U.S. in 1992, got married, moved to Connecticut where my children were born at Yale New Haven Hospital and kind of moved up the corporate ladder until 2011 where I met this gentleman called Paolo Ferrari. And with him, uh, obviously, I view Paolo as uh, the best leader there is. He's a visionary. He has really the capability of reading people. And I think his best characteristics is that he brings out the best in people. And with him, we were able to achieve uh, things that were imaginable. And in 2017, uh, he moved to Brussels with Bridgestone and asked me to join the team. And for me, of course, it was an honor and a pleasure not only to be working with Paolo again, but also to join Bridgestone, which is an outstanding company, a company that looks to the future, that has a very clear vision and strategy. And so I spent uh, three years in Brussels with our Bridgestone uh, European headquarters, where I managed a matrix organization. It was a uh, consumer commercial, uh, OE and retail on one side and the regions on the other. And we started doing uh, our thing really and turning things around and turned around the Middle East and Germany and did a lot of things, drove the product power uh, and our brand power and started doing great things. And then Paolo returned to the US in 2020 in January, asked me to join the team again in the US. And of course, I really glad to to be back in the US. And um, this is really a brief summary of my professional journey, which of course is not very glamorous. Oh, no, but it's a long way from Mike's Pizzeria, right? Which I guess yeah. pizza, de pizza delivery has tires in it. It's a natural transition from there, yeah? I have to ask in Montreal, what style of pizza was Mike's Pizzeria? Oh, all styles, but of course, you know, all dress was what went. Pepperoni and all dress was the name <laughs> of the game. But I think the fact that people want their food quickly, I think the idea that we started uh, this marketing promotion about we deliver in 30 minutes or free uh, was just uh, the winner because sales just skyrocketed. There you go. You talked about, uh, you know, Paolo being a, a guy with a vision and a leader with a vision. We talked to him about this concept of the North Star. Uh, Shu Ishibashi, our global CEO, certainly also outlined this vision around sustainable mobility and advanced solutions. Um, but really, as we look at the business model that's within it, and, and as I mentioned off the top, uh, we're still going to focus heavily on our core tire and rubber business. Can you share a little bit from your perspective on where core tires, core rubber, and our manufacturing base will continue to feature heavily in the vision moving forward. Obviously, tires are uh, our core business. I mean, the company started uh, 90 years ago with tires, and uh, it's fundamental part of our business. It's over 85% of our sales and profits, but uh, it evolves, and, and, and the business is evolving, and the tire is evolving. So if you look at the tire today, there's so many technological innovations. Uh, it is the only part of the car that touches the ground, besides the fact that it's the 
the only thing between 200 horsepower and your life, it also is a source of information. We can get so much data from the tire, the road conditions, the conditions of the car, the inflation, the temperature. And so tires will continue to be the core part of our products, but it's something that we're using in order to uh, fulfill our North Star vision and our strategy into the future. And of course, you know, it's not just about tires because, you know, our future, our North Star, our strategy is the foundation of being a solutions provider. And, and this offers huge opportunities. And uh, also there's a part of sustainability. Uh, sustainability is part of our DNA. It's part of the ABC of our North Star. And, you know, the, it, it, if you look also at our foundation and, and you see what our founder said 90 years ago, he said that I am convinced that a simple profit-seeking business will never thrive, but a business that contributes to a society and country will be forever profitable. And you think that he said this 90 years ago and you see how it applies today to our North Star and to our vision. It's just incredible. So tires will continue to be our foundation, but it's something that is evolving. I hope that we'll go into more detail exactly how it contributes to our strategy and to our North Star. Yeah. I, th I think we can make that happen. I can accommodate that request to go into to more detail <laughs> if you'd like. Sure. Uh, and, and I think to your point, right, I think especially over the last year, we've seen uh, in the way that the pandemic has played out, right, that tires and mobility and transportation is an essential business, right? And so we see the role that tires, as you pointed out, play in society and will continue to play, you know, kind of regardless of how this overall transportation and, and mobility world evolves. Um, so as you call that out the the a b c model what are some of these specific examples of the the a and then as you said into the b area as well before i go there i'd like to point out the fact that covid really brought about uh, unprecedented changes behaviors change it brought into the picture sustainability accessibility to technology i think what we lived in the nine, last nine months is something that would have taken five to six years so the great thing is that tires are an essential business and that continues to support uh, our business but uh, if we look at the helix if we look at the pyramid yes we are part of the core tire business and in there you see a lot of stuff i can give you many examples for from our HRD capacity uh, to our end-to-end -end mixed strategy, modularity, airless tire, retread, which also applies to sustainability. But as we move up the tower, we, we move into tire-centric solutions. Here, with both consumer and commercial, we support our strategy with, for example, our delivery platform of reach or our tire monitoring of IntelliTire, or even our subscription package on the consumer side. So you see how we are supporting the tire-centric solutions. And then if we move into the mobility solutions, which is the C part in the North Star, you see that you know we're talking now about fleet management. We're talking about creating value in our ecosystems. It's about digital platforms. It's about fleets. And it's about you know also projects like Firestone Direct. So you see that our business really supports the full North Star vision and our future strategy strategy of being uh, a mobility solutions provider. Yeah. And one of the words you mentioned in there was mix, right? And I think a lot of the conversation around the tire business, we hear that word used a lot. And just as you said, you know, kind of in your introduction, your opening about how a lot of people think tires are black and round and very basic when reality is they're very complex. The idea of mix, I think, is three letters, but also incredibly complex. Can you explain really what you see mix being and what it is to you? 
Yes, Keith. Mix is part of our DNA, okay? So it's part of the way we do it. We also started this project in Europe, and now we're developing it here in the U.S. So Mix, really, if you listen to Paolo's podcast, it's about you know technological innovation, which creates values and demands a premium and then brings profit. So Mix is a lot more than just selling high-profit tires. But uh, Mix goes beyond that. Mix really cuts across the organization all the way vertically into because it starts with the R&D, uh, uh, developing tires that do have this technological innovation and do demand the premium. It starts with manufacturing, the machinery behind making these tires, which of course are much more complex, uh, the compounds behind that, the LSCM behind that, and of course, then of course, the go-to-market. I mean, mix is not just about tires. Mix can be channel mix, you know, as we focus on car dealer channel where we're trying to get the golden cycle, the recursion rate from the OE tires. It just encompasses everything. And so mix starts to become a way of being. It's part of our DNA. And it's much more than just selling high profit items. It's just technology, uh, premium uh, that drives everything also into the uh, distribution and, and the channels and the partnerships that we have with our customers. So mix is fundamental. It's one of the basis of our strategy. One of the things that Paulo mentioned is, of course, our end-to-end mix strategy. Yeah, and I, you mentioned the partnerships right there at the end, and I think as we close kind of our time together, I would love to hear a little bit more on the conversations you have with partners, right? Because you are chief sales officer, you are a person who is out representing Bridgestone in conversations with a lot of our customers, a lot of our partners. So what's the focal point of the conversations that you're having right now with those external parties about where Bridgestone is going, how our core business is still going to be heavily invested in, and how were they looking at our moves to the future? Yes. So obviously our partners are, uh, I believe they're very pleased with the direction we're taking. So it's not just about tires and, and price and pound per tire and things like that. They really see that, you know, we have a clear vision, we have a clear strategy, and we are starting to support that. I think at the end of the day, it's about co-creating value with our partners. And our partners can be anybody. It's not just the boss, the end user that buys the tires or buys the mobility solution or buys the subscription package. It's uh, uh, really about, it could be OEMs, it could be fleets, it could be tire dealers. So these are the partners that we're co-creating value. And how are we doing this? I mean, uh, obviously, you know, we have a lot of tools that we need to leverage besides two great brands, uh, besides technological innovation in our products, whether it's extended mobility or things like that. Um, I, obviously, the challenge is trying to manage conflict because we have great assets like BSRO, like Tire Hub, but that also creates a little bit of conflict in the market. So it's a question of managing the conflict, leveraging our assets. And I mean, you know, at the CTBM, we talked about Treadnet, we talked about Tire Connect, we talked about Tire Navigator, uh, fleets, national accounts. So we have the tools, we need to leverage these tools with our partners and co-create value together. And this is also showing that we're walking the talk. You know, we're doing concrete things. These are business people. These are multimillionaires. They want to see how we're creating value, how we're driving business into their points of sale and creating value for all of them, including for the boss. So these are the ways we're working together. We have some great, great partners. Some of them are historic. We've been around for a long time and we continue to work with them to co-create value so that we actually walk the talk. 
There you go. Just the just the tip of the iceberg. Honestly, I wish we had all the time in the world to dive into a lot of these things, and hopefully, we'll be able to revisit uh, a lot of it with you at a, at a point in the future. But certainly, uh, we appreciate you, Ricardo, taking the time today to to scratch the surface of our our tire and rubber future. Thank you so much, Keith. It's been really a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. It's as easy as ABC in this new business model, and it still starts where the rubber meets the road. As we expand the important role that tires play in mobility, Ricardo will be there, making sure we're ready to deliver the right product at the right time for our partners and customers. But who is making these products, and are we ready to meet the demand? Karthik Ulagapin is helping run the show at our Warren County plant in Tennessee where our manufacturing investments and advancements are on full display, helping us make more innovative tires, make more value-added tires, and just make more tires in a more efficient and sustainable way. Let's dive in. Well, Karthik, we really appreciate you taking the time. We're excited to dive in a little bit to uh, life uh, in the plant, in our uh, manufacturing locations, which are so integral to uh, to Bridgestone. We are a tire and a manufacturing company uh, at our core and will continue to be. So we appreciate you taking a couple minutes today to join us and, and talk through that. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Keith, for having me here today. Yeah. And, and let's start a little bit with your journey, right? You have come from a little bit farther distance than some uh, to eventually work at Bridgestone. Uh, can you uh, tell us a little bit of your path, uh, how you got interested in, in engineering and how you made it from uh, where you grew up to now working at Warren County? Okay, definitely. So, so obviously born and raised in India, grew up over there, did mechanical engineering back in India in University of Madras. And as a kid growing up always would look up to dad and dad primarily he was in the manufacturing side of the business in the automotive section so that grew myself into okay you know what I really like I've been seeing him do that on the production side of it really like that and then said okay you know what I'd like to explore the opportunity to come out to the U.S. and pursue further education so came to U.S. in 04 did industrial engineering in uh, master's in industrial engineering University of Louisville worked for another company for two years called Kimball International they make hospitality furniture was a process engineer two years over there and then I got an opportunity to start my exciting career, you know, beginning my journey in 2008 at Warren County as an industrial engineer. So then from there on, it led me to several different positions, you know, spent about six years at Warren County, enjoyed my time here. Biggest achievement when I turned back in the career at Warren County was an expansion. We jumped up from 8,100 tires per day to about 9,000 tires per day. Very successful achievement for the plant and the business as a whole. Then that led into another opportunity uh, from our Laverne plant. Went there as a production control manager, spent about two years there. And then from there, got another opportunity to get to Nashville for the Bridgestone Manufacturing Group. I was in the strategic planning manager over there. Got an opportunity to see different plants, different cultures, different products. 
and then still see how amazing how it all comes together on the manufacturing side on from a small uh, 15 inch tire to all the way to a 63 inch tire how we make it and how the processes are so different yet how they have a similar blend of the teammate and the culture across all of our manufacturing plants it was very neat to see that then i think the part that i enjoyed back in nashville is trying to have the collaboration between different business units meaning how R&D, purchasing, demand planning, supply planning, and manufacturing come together in the integral process of delivering that tire back to the sales unit. Kind of interesting to see that and see how different functions have different roles and responsibility, how we all come together. End of the day, we got to put the tire out. And then recently spent about six months in Wilson as an operations manager before coming to Warren County here. So I've been here yeah, at Warren big County. Return. Yeah, I came back to where I started. It always feels home. So really excited to have the opportunity to come back home is what I feel where my career began and coming back here as operations manager. Yeah. Several years in between uh, your first trip to Warren and and now the return, how much have you seen manufacturing technology, the plant environment as a whole kind of evolve and change? I mean, you said you worked on an expansion was one of your first, you know, uh, big projects as an industrial engineer. um, And that's those projects haven't gone away. We continue to find new ways to expand. How much have things changed and how different maybe is Warren than when you left it? Uh, you know, I'm going to try and break it down into four aspects. One would be the production side. That's changed. Then it would be the lean and the digital technology side. And then the other is just how much new technology and how manufacturing is adapting towards a changing technology. So I'll kind of hit on these four core things. When you start out from a production standpoint, overall, when I left, we increased it about 11. The team here has done a great job to take it up another 5 to 6% increase in production capacity, keeping the footprint relatively small and the cost structure small, and yet delivering another half a million units. I mean, overall, we're delivering another half a million unit to compare to where I was back then to now. So that's pretty interesting to see that. <laughs> In the same space, it seems like quite a challenge, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Relatively small incremental increase in the footprint, I would say, relatively small. So, uh, you know, that's on the production side. And then when you get to the lean and digital side, I think that's been one of our focuses as a manufacturer. And of course, that's our core business, right? We're the, how do we make sure we make the lowest landed cost? You know, So we're always looking at that lean and digital. That's been the strategy for our manufacturing leadership group. You know, We're always trying to say, how do we get there? What's the market looking like? How do we automate more? So when I look at that, you know, on the lean scale, Warren County to where we are, you know, we're global leaders. So, you know, we have tremendously, we call it Dantotsu on the lean scale. We have taken a big leap from where I was to where we are today. Now, when I come back in the plant, the team has done a fantastic job. We call it green tire handling system. So pretty much we are throughout our delivery systems are automated. 90% of our delivery systems are automated. Green tire handling is one of the great feathers in our cap now from when we make it at the TAM to all the way to curing now, we're pretty much automated. There is no man involvement of touching the tire, handling the tire. It pretty much, it's pretty neat to see it. So it helps across, you know, it's just not the 
lean side of it, we see so much improvement in the safety and the quality. You know, it's, you're going up. You're going up on the floor instead of going bottom on the ceiling. You're, you're vertically going up, and that's where you're utilizing our space. So kudos to the team on doing that. And then when you talk about digital, you know, overall we pretty much rate ourselves, I would say right now at a 3.0 industry scale, we're trying to move to a 4.0. So what does that really mean from a 3.0, right? So we have our own MES system that's called the BOSS. And then we have our own internal dashboards. We are on a plant inventory control system. We have our own NOT system that measures the efficiency. And then we have an asset management system that we utilize for predictive and preventive maintenance. And we're trying to develop more on it. That's what we call the BAM. So we kind of have those. And now, you know, we are constantly as a leadership group in the manufacturing unit. We're trying to look at, you know, okay, so what's the next step for us? And that's where a digital team, you know, they're trying to bring it back. Okay, we're here today. How do we take it? So one of the leadership group, Kevin and his team have done, is taking it up to a 4.0 level. It's called the wrap and extend. We have all of these disparate systems. How do we put it together? In that way, we can visually see what's happening on the shop floor. And that's one of the neat parts coming from 08 to now, I would say, is digitally we have grown drastically. We got more long ways to go. You know, so we're continuously looking at that. We're looking at the used cases and we have a community we come back in. And then, you know, when the plant managers come back in together and they share that what each of the plants are doing so that the plant managers take it back and share it with their teammates. So we get to see what each of the different plants are working in that way. How do we adapt? Because there's no reason to reinvent the wheel. So we try to do that as a community group. So that's on the digital side. Last one. I'll talk a little bit more about is technology. We are adapting a lot to change in market to make sure we deliver the right products that the business wants. Meaning just not specifically at Warren County. Of course, we are trying to get to that intelligent tire RFID on the Warren County side. We have the QR code that we're doing pretty much in most of our plants. QR code is available now. Big changes in technology for better wear and rolling assistance. So we continuously are trying to do that, improve our technology with our ATC group on the R&D side. How do we do that? So we're continuously improving and adapting to that. When you look at our equipment, we're adding more technology, online contour machines. While the product is running, you're able to see how the profile looks like and we're able to make changes. Feedback loop system, we're trying to adapt to that. And then... When you look at business as a whole, okay, Karthik, how does all this help? You know, these are more quality, these are more technology for, you know, for the product itself. But business as a whole, we, we're adapting our capability, meaning we can go from now from a 15-inch tire to a 22-inch tire seamlessly in all of our consumer plants. You know, you've heard Paolo talk about a lot about the HVA, HRD capability increase. So that's something now from where we were to where we're going. We're continuously investing, the business is investing in us and we're increasing our capability to make sure we're getting the right products at the right time and expanding the core business. Yeah. 
And I can't recommend enough, right, for people who have not had a chance to, to visit one of our plants. Uh, the experience as you work for Bridgestone to understand how a tire gets made, but also how the plants operate is incredibly important to see, right? I think it, it opens eyes. It helps you understand how all of this, to your point earlier, connects. Um, and you understand also, I mean, we, we talk about, you know, Warren County kind of pioneering a lot of this technology. All of our plants are in different stages of a lot of this evolution to some degree or have different different equipment. But the strategic journey is the same. We're all try, trying to get here together to keep expanding the capabilities, as you said. Um, I do want to point out for some listeners who may not know, uh, you said TAM, that is Tire Assembly Machine, correct? Yep, that is Tire okay. Assembly Machine. That's we, correct. We, at, at Bridgestone, we love all of our acronyms, right? So we'll <laughs> That's try to, true, yeah. And, as, as we do our podcast, we'll try to unravel some of these on the list. And I think you talked about HVA, which is high-value-added rim diameter tires, correct? Yes, uh, that is correct. Is what Paolo was referencing, and that's obviously a big part of our mix and our focus for uh, product moving forward. Um, as you've seen the North Star kind of be introduced uh, and you see the vision of where we're going, what was your, I guess, immediate reaction to it as a person who lives and breathes tires and manufacturing tires and how have you talked to, to your teammates at Warren about uh, the North Star as we roll it out the way I look at the North Star is I'm just pretty well amazed with it because it's a new strategic direction for BSAM as a whole group we're not saying that okay we were number one we're still looking out forward saying how do we continue to be number one how do we be a solutions company how do we provide more I think that's the part that I find it's pretty neat is how do we make it successful how do we adapt ourselves to the changing world because everything's going autonomous EV how do we make sure the pillars that we have right so what I talk to when I talk to the teammates you know there's always concern questions about we've always been a tire and a rubber company and yes we still are a tire and a rubber company you can see from the investments we continue to make the the leadership continues to make on the tire and the rubber company we see that you know that's our core the core business doesn't change you know we're building on top of it that's the part i'd like and that's the part i try to share as much as i can what is a tire centric solution you know so we're just, we're going above and beyond it's the services we offer we've we're adding value to the customer so it's just not now it's just not a product we're adding value to the product we make so that they can help the customer when we get out there that's the centric solution when you look at the mobility we're creating different ways we're leveraging we're creating values we're leveraging different multiple platforms that we have across the business units and how do we give that data back to the consumer i think that's the part that i see is we're adding on top we're not taking anything away from the bottom we're building on the top is the way i look at it so i think it's a good change for case good change in case yeah. And doing it all in a more sustainable way as much as possible, which I know the, the plant and, and, and our sites take a leading role in our in our sustainability efforts make such a difference there. And that's a it's almost a whole other topic. We'll have to we'll yeah. have to dive into yes, that and, and hopefully explore that on some future conversations. Definitely. Because uh, I know there is so much work and focus that goes into uh, to, to the environmental and the efficiency side of, of everything we do. Um, but to close our time with you, uh, Karthik, you know, I, I wonder what motivates you individually about your role at Bridgestone? Why do you love coming to work? What uh, what gets you up in the morning? Well, 
two things. One, I it would not be fair if I don't talk about the leadership I'm surrounded with and the teammates I'm surrounded with. I think they're the primary reason, the leadership, uh, the company culture, the Bridgestone culture, and then the teammates I'm surrounded with. And when I dwell on it a little bit more, you know, what motivates me in my role, you know, trying to remove the obstacles with the teammate you know how do i help the next generation leaders how do i help them grow how do i help the teammates achieve their goals and the best part you know i'm still going to take it back to the warren county you know warren county ownership at all levels you know from the floor to the contractors to the teammates to the management group it's the level of ownership and the pride we take in what we do and i truly believe getting to serve them is what helps me motivate every day. It's more of, you know, I use I use the saying often, it's you spend a lot more time at work. That they are your family, you know. You go home, but then you come back, you spend about anywhere between, well, you're in manufacturing, most of us are spending 10 to 12 hours a day. So it's pretty much a family culture here that we try to make sure we're, when there is an issue, it's all hands on deck trying to make sure we are able to solve and walk away from it. I think that's what motivates me the most. Yeah. Well, I, I am excited to come to Warren and, and, and be become or earn my my position in the family. We'll, we'll let, come and learn more and see it all work. And uh, it, it's just exciting times to, to be talking to you and to be learning more about about all of these moves forward. So Karthik, thank you for the time and the insight. Uh, I, I hope it has helped shed a little bit more light for our teammates on what happens inside the walls of our manufacturing facilities uh, and look forward to hopefully revisiting some of this uh, with you in the future. Thank you, Keith. Thank you for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Enjoy talking with you. So we learned some fun new acronyms, learned Montreal apparently likes its pizza fully dressed, but hopefully we also learned that as Bridgestone rolls into a bold and bright future of sustainable mobility and advanced solutions, tires and rubber will continue to be the core components that help carry us there. As always, we hope you'll share this podcast with your fellow teammates, and we'd love to hear your feedback and ideas as we plan future episodes. We're looking to hear great stories, meet more of our great people, and just explore the different areas of the Bridgestone business. Send an email to thrivepodcast at bfusa.com and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I want you to keep on keeping on, and remember that at Bridgestone, today, tomorrow, together, we thrive. Be good, everybody. Mm-hmm.